Welcome to the Radio Plasma Podcast, a space dedicated to the exchange of ideas, conversations, stories, music, performances, and randomness. Listen at radioplasma.com. Also, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. I'm your producer and host, Johan Rashi Vega. Today, we're going to talk about several projects that are important for the development of the city of Holyoke, and I want to welcome Marcos Marrero, director of the Holyoke Office of Planning and Economic Development for the city. Marcos, thank you for being here and welcome. How are you doing, Johan? You have a lot of work <laughs> on your hands and you have been doing amazing things for the city. Thank you. Thank you. An amazing trajectory of accomplishments and challenges as well. It's something that makes many people in the community to feel proud, knowing that you are Puerto Rican, that you identify and connect with the needs of the Puerto Rican community in the city. And that also shows how the diversity in our city makes an important contribution and keeps doing it in different aspects that are meaningful and important for the continuance of the development of, of the city of Holyoke. I appreciate you saying that. I mean, it's definitely a, an, an important part of any, anyone in the city's uh, work, but it particularly touches me. Uh, being from Puerto Rico, coming from a family that's, you know, ha half of it has lived the migrant experience. Uh, having been born myself in New York City and kind of going back and forth, you know, I've been raised mostly on the island and now being a migrant myself, uh, not being on, on the island and, and with the economic crisis, it, it's really something that you can just uh, delve into just personally, not just uh, professionally, professionally, where a lot of, I would say a lot of my colleagues in, in City Hall really appreciate the the importance of focusing in, in areas such as the downtown, where, where most of the challenges uh, exist in, in many ways, either uh, creating employment, uh, advancing educational opportunities, or the, phys the physical landscape. How is it for you being in charge of the Office of Planning and Economical Development? Um, how do you feel having this important responsibility? Uh, well, I mean, it's, it's daunting, right? Uh, but anything worth doing, uh, doing is. I'm very appreciative of, of the team that I have at, at the office. Incredibly uh, dedicated staff and very grateful to the mayor, uh, Alex Morse, who gave me the opportunity uh, five years ago yesterday, <laughs> in fact, <laughs> to lead the office. Um, and it's a dream job, frankly. Holyoke has big problems, but the scale is smaller and more manageable than, say, in cities of uh, more than five million uh, people. So it is possible to see uh, the needle move on some of this stuff in the short term. And so uh, alluding to your earlier comments, which I'm very appreciative of that your, you know, your perception that, that things are moving, I think it would be harder to see quick moves in, in a bigger scale, uh, certainly without a lot uh, of resources that we're not always endowed with, uh, but we, we make do with what we can get. Um, I've always said this, the, the people of Holyoke are kind of like the best resource at our disposal when it's not you know, maybe it's not banks loaning or, or grants that come in, but there's a lot of sweat equity that comes in through either programming that happens with street festivals or sweat equity that's put into uh, building and, and home improvements and, and just the engagement that there exists in the community so that when we do get access to funding, funders know that it's really what the community wants to see. Talking about the projects and the continuance of some of this development plans that have been in the talks for some years now, We are here to talk in particular about one of them that is going to actually bring community together to open this conversation and the discussion of the Connecticut Riverwalk and Bikeway, the Cabot Street Corridor. 
which basically it is the extension of the canal walk that right now it is on Ray Street up to Appleton and it should be continuing Ray Street and then turning on Cabot Street up to the bridge, to the Willimanset Bridge. Yeah, that, that, that's correct. So later this, this week on Thursday, I know the podcast exists farther from <laughs> our constraints right now, but on, on Thursday, May 18th, we'll have a, an engagement session with uh, community members and, and, and neighbors, anyone interested in the project for some preliminary design work that's going on now. The, the plans for the city call for an extension of Canal Walk all throughout the canal system. Of course, that's very expensive, and so you kind of have to break it up into pieces in, in the project and go piece by piece. And so when we were deciding on how to expand the next phase of the Canal Walk, we really didn't just want to do a piece of the Canal Walk. We want to focus on, on a broader goal. And so since 1999, one of the priorities of the city has been, and encapsulated in the master plan, has been improving the gateway through Cabot Street for South Holyoke. And uh, we thought that was a very, a very interesting proposition beyond just extending the Canal Walk. The Willamantic Bridge was closed for uh, a, a, yes, <laughs> a good amount of time, um, and, and now we have a really nicely improved bridge, and we wanted to, to take advantage of that. Uh, we wanted to take advantage of all the momentum going on around South Holyoke and really start Im- uh, improving more, accelerating the improvements around the South Holyoke neighborhood. We recently did the Parsons Paper Project. We're working on a housing project around Carlos Vega Park and improving the gateway of 391 the underpass going up through Main Street. So so for us, it was very exciting to say, okay, let's tackle the entire gateway. Let's make uh, improvements to the streetscape around Cabot Street. Let's go up all the way to race and then connect it to the current canal walk. And so what that does in the context of, of the Connecticut River walk and bikeway, and I can't say when this started, but uh, there's certainly a, a plan to connect the, the communities uh, throughout the Connecticut River with a walk and bikeway that folks can go freely, either on foot or on their bicycle, not on the streets, and having a good, whether it's a, a sidewalk or, or a specific uh, individual lanes like you have in, in some other places like in, in Hadley. So this would definitely be the portion of that, of that walk and bikeway that was conceived from the, from the beginning, but this time going through the center city. It is something that takes, first of all, a lot of money, but also a lot of strategic planning, communication, and challenges that come with all of this at the same time. Mm-hmm. What it will be right now, the expectation of this meeting happening? You know, nothing that we design, we want to do, particularly at this scale, we want to do it for the community. So you know, each, each of us has our own idea of what, what would be a good improvement. And there are certainly best practices that as professionals we can, we can and we will share with the community on what we see happening there. But we really want to find out from the community what the conditions are right there. So I'll, I'll give you a, a couple of examples. Things that we would want to do, uh, we would seek to be doing, is improving the lighting conditions on Cabot Street. Right now you have what are considered the cobra lights, the overhead really tall lights that are mostly useful for area lighting for vehicles but it doesn't provide the warm, cozier feeling of pedestrian scale lighting that you would find, say, right now um, around the Canal Walk on Appleton Street, Dwight Street, Ray Street. Uh, that provides for a more neighborhood feel. Better streetscape amenities, uh, such as benches, bike lanes, right, because we're talking about the walk and bikeway, something that, that's called bulb outs. So it's like where, where the sidewalk 
uh, creates a little bulb effect towards the interior of the of the street that makes safer connections for pedestrians to cross from one one side to the other. So these are in general things that we can pursue, but we want to hear from the community. Where are those places that that folks are more apt to cross? Right, whether it's uh, in front of Capri and and um, and Sea Town, or whether it's on South Canal Street, is it on all of them? Are there particular areas where, where folks say, you know, if, if we only had a bench here, that would be much better. If we only had a pocket park. There are places where people may not want particular illumination. Oh, that's going to be in front of my, uh, in my house. If you can avoid it, please do that. And so these, these are things that we really have to talk with folks uh, on the ground in order for us to, to start doing the design work. After that, we take that design and, and we're going to be submitting it to the state for what's called the Transportation Improvement Program so that we can schedule it for state and, and federal funds because we estimate at this point that the project would cost somewhere around $4.3 million. What this estimates, is there a goal for a date where all this project should be completed? Right now, we're, we're trying to narrow in on when we could start the project. And so the Transportation Improvement Project, one of the things that folks should bear in mind is that there's a regional scoring and a regional vote on prioritizing projects. So anything from you know, improvements on the Interstate 91 going north-south in, in Springfield to improvements along Route 141 going to East Hampton or anything else that's receiving state and federal dollars in this region goes through that process. So we're going to be, in a sense, competing with other projects. We're, we're hoping that we can make fiscal year 19 or fiscal year 20 for the project and then completing it. It would probably take about a year, year and a half to, to do. And in order to make sure this stays the closest possible on schedule, it also relies on people being engaged and participating, sharing their opinions, their ideas, because that helps this process to have a more solid idea. What are the needs that need to be addressed and taken in consideration for the whole development of the project? Yeah, absolutely. Like the, the basic example that I was talking about, like crosswalks are, are greatly important. This has to do directly with the, the safety of folks that live in this neighborhood, that are shopping in this neighborhood. You know, it's not it's not merely improving a gateway so that vehicles can travel faster. If anything, it's probably for vehicles to slow down a little bit and, and, and creating safer conditions for folks to be there. But it's also about wanting to, you know, having having pride and liking the place, your neighborhood, your backyard much better, making it a more attractive neighborhood to live in and, and want to be here, right? So, you know, that'll complement other projects, like I said, at, around Carlos Vega Park. Uh, there are several vacant parcels around the park itself. We have been aggregating that land as part of our renewal plan. And we'll be doing uh, soil testing in the coming month. Uh, we'll be doing a, a survey of the land uh, and preparing a series of documents uh, in order to attract a, a developer for that. Our interest would be to focus on affordable home ownership. South Holyoke has uh, the vast majority of housing stock is, is rental. And so when folks want to have an opportunity to buy, uh, unfortunately, more often than not, they have to move out of the neighborhood, which doesn't provide a lot of stability. We want to provide those opportunities for ownership in, in South Holyoke so that the neighborhood can, can stabilize. And so that's just one block away from the Cabot Street connector. So with those things, you start seeing over the coming years a drastic a change in the physical environment in South Holyoke. Uh, we already saw one on Sargent Street, where the for former Parsons paper site it was a, a, a large ruin, right? Suffered a fire back in, in 2008, 2009. 
And so now it's been cleaned up. Uh, one of the buildings will start being uh, improved this year. And there's a, a clean site there with a solar field. So all these things uh, relate to each other. And it's to, to improve the physical conditions in, in South Holyoke. You're listening Radio Plasma. And we want to listen to your feedback. Let us know your thoughts, ideas, suggestions, comments, requests, people or matters that you would like to hear about in this space. You can contact us on our website, radioplasma.com, and through our social media channels, Twitter, Radio Plasma Lab, and facebook.com slash radioplasma. How it is the collaboration and the partnership with uh, agencies and different organizations in the South Holyoke area, in particular for this project, how is that communication and contact with them? Uh, it's it's been very good, and and I would say one of the things that that you can't say enough of in Holyoke is how willing people are to work together to achieve a common goal. Uh, I talked about the parcels around South Holyoke. We've been working very closely with the housing authority on that. The Cabot Street connector. We've been working very closely with uh, Ward Two City Councilor Nelson Roman. Uh, we're actually going to be having the engagement session at El Mercado. Uh, Nueva Esperanza has has been uh, great to donate that space for for that event. And we will be working together on them on the 391 uh, in Main Street project as well. We, we make a point of talking to the community of South Holyoke Neighborhood Association. We've talked to them about the South Holyoke, the Carlos Vega Park project. And, you know, One Holyoke Development has been really great at promoting stuff like there's a recent community survey of all, of all of downtown through the PAM project and, and, and UMass. Uh, and that, that provides some context for us to, to understand, you know, people's impressions of Uh, of the city, quality of life uh, stuff. So uh, unfortunately, I would, I would say it's almost unique in Holyoke that you have so many folks that really see a goal. We don't always agree, right? I mean, there's always space for, for, for disagreement and, and rational people will disagree. But it's very refreshing that uh, people are willing to, despite the occasional disagreements, uh, be able to, to collaborate and work together to a common goal. Which is another aspect that makes Holyoke so relevant in terms of how the community has so much power and influence on shaping the city according to their needs. But for that, it is also important, that participation, that collaboration, and that openness to provide feedback and being part of the process. So mm -hmm. for this, we want to remind and invite people in the community, particularly the people from the South Holyoke area, and that it is for residents and business owners or people who work in the area of South Holyoke to come to this meeting and provide their feedback and know more about the development of the corridor that will continue Ray Street and Cabot Street as part of this big project of redeveloping and creating a better space for the whole community to enjoy and to take ownership of it, take it back. Now, are you still interested in recording the session? <laughs> yes. We could do that too, if you want. <laughs> yeah, so that way we can we can have this on record and help spread the word about those ideas because mm -hmm. sometimes for people it is hard to make the time to get sure, to yeah. some activities, some events, sometimes because they have other commitments already, but If they want to know what is the word about this project during this activity and also would like to continue the conversation, they can listen to this and also how they can connect 
with you or your office mm -hmm. so they can provide feedback or ask more questions. Sure. So a few thoughts on that. If anyone wants to connect with the office, they can always email OPED at Holyoke.org, also through HolyokeRedevelopment.com. But I, I agree with you. We, we would love to have people not just at the event, but if you can't make it and you're at home and you have some time, and I don't know if Facebook Live would be something that you or something like that, uh, Periscope or some other instrument, we could, heck, we could probably take questions from, from folks at home. But sure, we, we want to we wanna be able to reach as, as many folks as possible. You know, talk about uh, possibilities, desires. We can't we can't all, always meet what everyone wants to see. But when we can't, we 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 try to be very clear on on what the challenges are and and what is obtainable. We ultimately this is for the community. Uh, we want the community to take pride in it and um, and for it to be useful to them. And as we were talking before starting this session, having Marcus here today is something that it could become a regular happening because there are so many things to talk about the development of the city and the planning and the economical development and so many projects and possibilities. So the invitation remains open for Marcus to come back anytime to share any new projects and to keep the conversation engaged with everybody in the, in the city. Because this is important to know what's going on and how we can contribute to these changes to to happen and to take the shape as the city will like to have. Well, I'm more than happy to come here. I, I, you know, I can't tell you how to do your job, but check out the comments later on. Maybe no one wants to hear from me again. <laughs> well, Marcus, something else you would like to add about the corridor? Um, I think in general, you know, one of the things that I think Radio Plasma is a, is a great idea. It provides a, a platform for local happenings and for people to stay engaged, which, again, is, is part of the strengths of Holyoke. So I appreciate the invitation uh, now or any time in the future to, to talk about this stuff, and I think you're doing a great job. <laughs> Thank you, Marcos. So remember, the meeting for the public engagement session for the Connecticut River Walk and Bikeway on the Cabot Street Corridor will take place this Thursday, May 18th at 5.30 p.m. at El Mercado, 413 Main Street in South Holyoke. All information on how to contact Marcos also will be available in our website, radioplasma.com. And Marcos, thank you so much for your work and for the time thank you. that you're here with us at the podcast. Thanks, Johan. This is the Radio Plasma podcast and... Our session has been produced at the Plasma Media Lab at the Gandhara Youth Development Center in Holyoke, Mass. I'm your producer and host, Johan Rashivega. Thank you for listening. <laughs>